Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Red po- uh, Red Couch Podcast. I'm your host, Consta Drosos, and I'm here alongside my co-host, Maurizio Prado. And here we have Ken Judge, who is a professor of finance at Fanshawe College. Thank you so much. And also, um, right now, the student um, student debts and budgeting, it's a big topic right now. So, um, Ken, you teach about finance and budgeting. So, what is the most common budgeting issue you have seen in younger generations? Uh, well, that's a good question. Um, students really have to be careful uh, as to... Uh, what the amount of uh, income they have versus their expenses. I mean, it, it might sound simple, but when uh, a student has a certain amount of fixed expenses they have to spend, that doesn't leave much for discretionary or for variable spending. And they have to be fully aware of the income level they have to work within. So the, the issue really is knowing what their parameters are and what's important and where to spend the money. Okay, thank you. And also, um, have you ever had debt in your life and, and how you dealt with it? Or, or I mean, as a student, <laughs> yeah. more, more exactly. Uh, well, okay. Uh, back when I was a student many, many years ago, um, I did have debt. Um, but debt can generally uh, follow the same rules, whether you're a student, whether you're a homeowner, or, or just uh, uh, it, it, the economy in general, whether you have um, revolving debt or a fixed debt. Um, when you have debt, you just have to be able to service the debt, okay? And in order to deal with it, you have to know how much of your income is going towards the servicing of that debt. And as I alluded to in the first question, that will take a certain amount of the income away to service that debt, which is a fixed cost. So, uh, you know, the way you deal with it is to service it or at least have it manageable uh, until you can extinguish the debt. Okay, thank you. And also, um, uh, as my personal experience as an international student, well, 85% of uh, students here in Canada have student loans, right? Correct. And, and they have left, they have debt. And I have a student loan in my country, which is um, which helps me to pay the tuition. Um, here in Fanshawe, and the tuition fee—it's a lot for international students. Mm-hmm. And um, and th- paying the tuition fees, paying my groceries, and also paying rent has become like a survival thing for me. Mm-hmm. So um, in this case, um, what have you seen um, change financially for students? Uh, what have what changes have you seen now compared to? In your, in your days of student? Um, okay, uh, yes, just the cost of living in general. So um, you have a cost of living that everything increases by a certain amount, but some items um, do outgrow that cost of living. Uh, tuition could be one of them. Um, but uh, you know, even today, um, you know, the price of gas seems to be going crazy. So it, it, transportation becomes an issue. All right. Uh, do you resort to a cheaper method, like maybe taking the bus as opposed to not having a vehicle at your disposal? There are many uh, costs associated with having your own vehicle. Um, so costs in general, again, come back to what is manageable, all right, uh, within the, uh, the, the income constraints that you have. Uh, there are a certain amount of expenses that certainly must be addressed and uh, the cost of living uh, will 
erode or will uh, eat a good portion of your income, but if you can manage those funds and think of alternative methods, okay, I, uh, whether it depends on how close you live to the college, you, you could even walk to the college, okay? Um, I'm not saying you do that all the time, but there are certain alternative methods to alleviating costs that you must consider, carpooling, uh, busing, walking, uh, a, a bike, um, you know, any one of those methods can help you uh, reduce your transportation costs. Now, transportation is just part of it. Uh, you get into rent, uh, and uh, I'm not going to touch tuition because that's, that's more or less fixed on the program you're in, and uh, being an international student, I, I don't know, I, I can't really speak to that uh, as easily, but once you're here, there's costs here that you can uh, manage a little better. Yeah, that's one thing I want to dive more into is um uh is like uh, rent or even even purchasing a home for the first time because we're reaching that age, especially for myself, where you know in high school I had a plan where I was expecting by the time I finished college I wanted to move out of my parents' place and have a house or even have a condo mm -hmm. to live in on my own. But you know, with the way things are looking nowadays, like with the housing, uh, you know, uh, issue and whatnot it's put me off off the trail that I had once hoped to be on. So one question I want to ask is like, what are, what would be the perfect and acceptable circumstance? Like in terms of how much money you have or even income wise, uh, you know, can someone like myself look at and, and say, okay, I think I'm ready to move on and, and purchase uh, a, like a house for the first time at this age, like the twenties, like 23 or something like that. Uh, well, that, Move, housing is just going crazy right now. So, um, again, assessing every situation individually, um, every student or every person, I shouldn't even really characterize as student, but uh, I mean, that's the focus here. But individually, everybody must be aware of what they are taking on as an expense. Um, you talk about wanting to buy your own house eventually. Uh, you know, the down payments, uh, mortgage payments, interest rates, all play into that. And one's ability to be able to afford it now doesn't mean they'll be able to afford it in five or 10 years because you don't know if the income stream is still gonna remain there, okay? So make it affordable now, but always have a contingent plan to be able to, you know, change your course of action or a contingency plan, excuse me, uh, to be able to address what situation that you're currently faced with. Oh, okay. Interesting. And when you when you when you studied in college, were you living on your own, or were you living with your parents? I no, I had the luxury of living at home. I I wasn't on my own. Um, and again, tuition costs back when I went were were a lot cheaper. Um, but you know there was there was still some government programs for. Mm. Uh, uh, cost-cutting measures, like back then there was bursaries and uh, maybe grants or uh, some sort of assistance uh, from the government. Uh, they still have those today, but um, they would certainly help if, if those types of uh, avenues were explored uh, for whatever the student situation is. Uh, but yes, I had the luxury of still living at home. I was asking that because the um, uh, I live main I live alone here, right? And and as I was telling you, I asked for a for a loan, 
which when I came here to Canada, I started paying um, 800 rent. Now they have been increasing that every five months, $50. So now, now I am like at 950 and I just received an email like a couple uh, weeks ago that they're increasing that 49.99 again on September. So at this rate, I'm going to be paying a lot of rent. And you know, it's a building that is in front of college. Maybe I'm paying for that um, proximity to the college, but I don't think any any student can afford that. I mean, to be honest, it's a pretty nice building, but it's a really expensive building. Yeah. So at this at this moment, I'm trying to look for another place to live because you know it's not only rent. It's I had to um, uh, pay my groceries and everything, and also pay tuition and all that stuff. So that's what I'm a little bit concerned about my generation in mm -hmm. specific. Yeah, mm -hmm. and even the fact that I just bring that up is the paying groceries. Like, of, of course, there's a necessity to pay rent to, for a place to live, mm -hmm. right? Right. But I just read online that you recently that. You know, according to uh, the University of Toronto, for instance, like they're saying that students pay upwards of like three hundred and eighty plus dollars for groceries. Mm -hmm. Like that's absurd. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and are there like how? Like it's just crazy. Like how 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 the level we're at right now. Back in in when you were attending college, mm -hmm. like what was the typical price for groceries if you were to go out? Oh. <laughs> like it must be crazy. Uh, okay, well you know I mean uh, we're talking back in the seventies, so. Uh, I, I can't really recall the difference of the uh, the cost of living back then compared to now because some items maybe have not grown at the same cost of living rate. Um, but just for comparative, like, you know, uh, the price of gas back then was probably like 50 cents a liter. Wow. Okay. Uh, and, and milk was like maybe, um, again, about 50 cents a liter. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, but there's other items that uh, uh, certainly uh, have become um, a necessity today that wasn't a necessity back then. Right. Okay. We didn't have laptops. Okay. Can you imagine that? Do what about it, Wi Fi? <laughs> or Wi Fi, yeah, stuff like <laughs> or that. Or Wi Fi. Like, there's a lot of uh, items that have been added on to your cost of living today that were not even present 45 years ago. It's true. Okay, so it, it, to compare what a student needs today, you'd have to really sit down and, and, and compare what was needed, what was a student looking at as a necessity in the 70s as opposed to today. That's right. The necessities would change. Right. And, you know, what are some tips you can give to students who need better control of their budgets? Like, what are some things you, and you touched on on ex certain expenditures, right? Mm, yeah. But what are some other things that we could, you know, touch on? Well, j just the student themselves knowing full well uh, or having a, a good focus on um, what is it going to cost me to go to school and what do I have as an income, whether it was through uh, grants, bursaries, or even their own income savings. Just whatever the income source is. It could be many different items. Um Doing the comparison, um, and because in finance I, I teach money in money out. It just basically it's as basic as that is knowing what you have to work with, and then how you're going to allocate the money out so you're not running yourself into you know a deficit situation, which eventually can snowball and cause you bigger problems. Right. Okay. And also remember that um, the majority of people uh, of students even in Canada they move out from different cities to here. So mm -hmm. maybe 
there is people who are managing their finances for the first time independently. So for, for me, I mean, I'm 29. I know that um, what things I need to do. I need that. I know that being here and studying here, which is a dream, but it comes with some sacrifices. So I, it comes to decisions, right? Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. what I want to spend and what do I, what, what do I really need? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it comes down to necessities. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you certainly need to know what the bare minimum is that you need and then still make decisions based on, okay, I need or I want or I need or uh, I must have. Like it's just yeah. as simple as, as knowing what you need to to uh, to function as a student. Yeah, and that's like where like the the worry or like the stress comes on that once you finish college, like once you finish your your last semester of college, mm-hmm. it's now time to scramble and find that summertime job mm-hmm. so you yeah. can build that income. Right. So that when September comes, right. you can have some type of money to get by, right? Yeah, Despite and, and, how much it is. And even though you're not in school, like you say, you're out doing a summer job, that's still budgeting because a portion of that is now savings for the future. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good way to put Correct. it and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. You know, but yeah, and. You know, what is one thing that could be changed in the economy right now for students to have an easier time throughout college? Uh, I, I like the question. Uh, I'm just going to a- answer it from a different perspective. Uh, rather than throughout college, um, the way I would word that is how, uh, how can um, things change for students once, once they have finished college and um, how... Uh, let's just say the economy in general can help them. And what I mean by that is the um, uh, student debt load, uh, you know, based on all the questions up till now, we are talking about student debt load and it becomes quite a large item once they're uh, out into the workforce. And if there could be some sort of assistance or uh, uh, breaks that they get for... um, for mean, servicing the debt or when they do their taxes on on uh, the interest rate on loans and stuff like that. I mean, it still affects the student as a whole because they're still maybe not a student now, but they're using their education to get into enter the workforce, yet they've gone into the workforce now with some student debt. Yeah. And, and you were talking about the help that probably uh, people need when they uh, get into the workforce. But what type of help do you need? You mean like, for example, government or something? Well, more or less of, of financial management, money management. Uh, uh, as a student, uh, you know, even as a as a homeowner, as someone in the that you know you form part of the economy in general, you still have to know how to manage money. It doesn't change uh, just because you have more income doesn't mean you have an easier situation. You could have more expenses as well. Okay, so. Uh, Knowing how to manage the, the amount of money you have is, uh, will go a long way in helping you know, shape your future and, and improve it um, you know, from year to year. And uh, like my situation when I was in my 20s to today, I'm in a much better position because I've been able to handle debt over the years. So just from a personal standpoint, I'm in a much better position today. But speaking from a student perspective, you're entering the workforce with this debt and how do you manage it? Well, you still have to know where every dollar goes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, even with OSAP as well, being able to have taken when I went with my first program here, I'm still paying off the debt from, from that. 
And luckily itself, when I when you, when you apply for OSAP and you get the grants, it tells mm-hmm. you how much you have to pay back. Mm-hmm. But when looking at on like uh, what I have to pay back, you know, I'm kind of I'm thankful that it's not a large, you know, crazy amount, but it's it's somewhat manageable, mm-hmm. right, within my finances as well, mm-hmm. which I'm I'm thankful for. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I just wanted to say and thanks, guys, for for the uh, inviting me into this. Uh, one thing I probably should have said at the beginning, but I'll just say it now is. Any of the views that I have given here are my own personal views, and they they do not reflect that of the college. It, it's just a discussion that you've asked me and my opinions of. Yeah. And uh, in no way do I speak for the college when I say any of this. Nope. Yeah. Thank okay. you so much. Thank and then you. thank you, Constantine. Also, that's it for this episode of the Red Couch uh, podcast. Follow and subscribe for more. This is the Interabank. I'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.